Welcome to the Focus Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that it inspires you and gives you a fresh perspective. Enjoy the sermon. If we haven't had a chance to meet yet, my name is Mike, and we'd love to get connected. If you're here for the first time, we have these purple U cards. They're located in the seat around you. If you fill that out today uh, at the end of the service and just take it to the new here banner at the back of the auditorium, we would love to put a free gift in your hand and invite you to party with the pastor next Sunday, the first Sunday of the month. And uh, if you have a copy of God's Word, we're going to be in Acts chapter 2. I bring you greetings from the most southern point of Texas that you could possibly get to. I was about 10 miles away from the border uh, on Friday preaching a youth convention. There's some hungry people uh, for the presence of God. The church is not dying. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. We had revival on Friday with over 700 teenagers. And uh, if I could just get a little bit of that anointing into us today, we'd be set for a long time. I'm fired up today. And uh, very, very grateful to be preaching. Acts chapter 2, the story of the first church, the early church. They have an encounter with the presence of God. He comes and he visits them. They had been waiting on him because Jesus had told them, wait here and I will send an advocate for you and you will be baptized. And they experience and encounter God in such a fresh way that they receive new languages and they go into the city streets and they're able to preach the gospel in languages that they had never spoken before they were baptized in fire and how many of you know we serve a God of encounter and this church believes in that same encounter but what you do with that encounter matters we don't want to keep it to ourselves we want to spread that Holy Spirit encounter here near and far so in Acts chapter 2 beginning in verse 42 through 46 it says this What do they do once they are baptized in the Spirit? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread. For all the gluten-free people, this this bread was not gluten-free. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone, turn to your neighbor and say, everyone. Come on, who was left out? No one. Because everyone was filled with all at many wonders, signs, and signs performed by the apostles. I'm believing that this is a house of miracles. I'm believing that people are going to be saved because of the testimony that you bring to your break room. Everyone was filled. And all the believers were together and they had everything. Turn your neighbor and say everything. In common. Imagine that. 2,000 years later, the world is the most polarized it's ever been. Politically, spiritually, socially, economically. The rich are getting rich, the poor are getting poor. Yet in the first church, in the early church, there was common union. There was community. Everyone had everything in common. That's the picture of the local church. That's why I love our church. I love our church because we're all on the same page. We're all on the same. We, we, might, we might have a, a, a slightly different expression. We might have a slightly different uh, idea or take. But at the end of the day, we all believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And He is coming back for all of those who believe. They had everything in common. Everything in common. And then in verse 45, it says, They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Verse 46, every day. Turn your neighbor say every day. Everyone, everything, every day. They continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread. Come on, somebody. Aren't you grateful we serve a God that is a bread-breaking God? I'm so glad he didn't break asparagus. (laughs) Broccoli, imagine. 
broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. We serve a God of everyone. We serve a God of everything. And we serve the God of every day. <laughs> we serve the God of everyone. We serve the God of everything. And we serve the God of every day. That's what the first church realized. And that's what this church is founded on. We are not founded on a new idea. It's an ancient idea that everyone belongs to God. This is a church for everyone. If you're taking notes today, the first E, there are three E's in case you haven't caught on just yet to my pattern today. There are three E's. The first E is everyone. You're in, everyone is invited to the table of the Lord. Everyone is invited to the feet of the cross. Everyone is invited to partake in the glorious grace that comes through Jesus Christ. No one is off limits to the grace of God. Oh, come on, somebody. You guys know this. I know this. We've been saved. Everyone has, has access to the good news of Jesus. At this church, the gospel is not exclusive. It is inclusive to everyone. Everyone has an opportunity for their life to be changed. Everyone. Everyone is invited to this church. What, people ask me, what kind of church you got? I'm like, you should come see it. We got a little bit of everyone. Is it a black church? Yeah, probably. White people think it's black, you know? Is it a white church? Yeah, probably. Black people think it's white. Is it Hispanic church? Probably, because the pastor is Hispanic. <laughs> We're a church for everyone. Come on, somebody. Aren't you grateful for a church that looks like heaven? Aren't you grateful? I'm just grateful that, I'm grateful that we could find a window of heaven here on earth at Focus Church. That everyone is welcome. No matter how much you make or how little you make, everyone is invited. No matter what you look like, everyone is invited. No matter your socioeconomic status, everyone is invited. As a matter of fact, no matter how you voted, everyone is invited. That also means that everyone could be changed. That means if you grew up in church or you just came to church for the first time ever, everyone can be changed. I was in church nine months before I was born. I was doing cannonballs and baptismal tanks after the service. I was eating the communion that was left over at the altar while my parents were talking for hours in the lobby. Some of you are new to church. Everyone can experience life change through Christ. That's what I love about this church is it's not just for the lost. It's also for the found. It's not just for the saint. It's also for the center sinner. Everyone is invited. Everyone is invited. This church is a church for everyone and everyone can be changed. It means that everyone is welcome and everyone can be changed. We want you however God has made you and we want you to change into the person God has created you to be. Do you accept all people? Absolutely. But we don't expect anyone to stay the same. None of us, all of us, have experienced life change through Christ. As a matter of fact, when's a great time to invite everyone to church? Christmas. Christmas, did you know it's actually becoming more popular for people to say yes to an invitation on Christmas than Easter? So this year, we have extended our experience times at this location to add a Saturday night for Christmas because there are some people that they won't wake up early. Like some of you, you were going to come to the 9 a.m., but when you heard the rain on your roof this morning, you were like, oh, praise the lamb. <laughs> Trust me, you stayed in bed, I know, because I was at the 9 a.m. 9 a.m., 9 a.m., 9 a.m., hello, hello, hello. 
Real Christians come to the 9 a.m. when it's pouring outside, I'll tell you right now. Big Bibles with zippers. King James Version. It's important that we invite everyone to church this Christmas. Would you do me a favor? Would you take out your phone and there's a QR code on the screen. You could sign up to join a team at the very bottom to serve on Christmas at Focus, or you could sign up to join us at some of the upcoming Christmas events. There are some tree lighting and some parades that the towns are hosting at all of our locations today. You can scan this QR code and you could sign up to serve. You can share Christmas at Focus.com. We are going to do our very best to also do some paid advertising, but let's not let paid advertising do the work. Well, I just give so they can do Google ads. No, no, no. We're going to take some invite cards home today, and we're going to tell somebody about Christmas at Focus. Why? Because this is a church for everyone. Someone's paying attention. Two people are paying attention. Everyone. The, the next thing is everything. Everything. <laughs> this is, God owns everything. Can we just, you, didn't, you don't own anything? <laughs> Come on now. We talked about it last week. How awesome did Pastor Michael do last week with the fruit and the, the food and the table? And it's a two-way test. Everything, everything belongs to God. The thing that you think you deserve already belongs to God. Everything you own belongs to God. Well, I built this business. Well, you didn't build it. You have stewarded it because God lets you. Well, this, chi this child, I, I raised that child. You might have stewarded that child, but God gave you that child. That's why we do baby dedications, because everything belongs to the Lord, including our children. This church belongs to God. It's not mine. If God, if, if God took this church from me tomorrow, I'd say, God, whatever you have for me, I'm willing to give it back to you, because everything is yours. Everything is his. Everything is his. He's the God of all of it. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 24, 1 through 2, it says this, the earth, the earth is the Lord's. <laughs> and the fullness thereof and the world and those who dwell therein for he has founded it upon the seas and he has established it upon the rivers everything belongs to God did you know that this building belongs to God your heart belongs to God my children belong to God there's nothing that I have that God has not given me and there's nothing that I have that he cannot take away because I live with an open hand. This is what the poet Martha Snell Nicholson said. She put it better than I can. She said this. She said, one by one, he took them from me, all the things I valued most, until I was empty-handed. Every glittering toy was lost. And I walked the earth's highways, grieving in my rags and poverty, till I heard his voice inviting lift those empty hands to me. So I held my hands towards heaven and he filled them with a store of his own riches transcendent till they could contain no more. And at last I comprehended with my stupid mind and dull that God could not pour his riches into hands already full. See, he can't bless what you cannot receive. And he cannot bless what you do not give. So if you are withholding from God, he cannot bless it. But he can multiply everything you bring to him. Only God can redeem it. And everything belongs to God. Aren't you grateful that everything belongs to God? Because that means I can trust him. When I don't know what's going to happen, I can trust him. We've been on this journey to trust God for a long time. About 30 years with a note 
to, to the bank. We've owed the, the bank for 30 years at this church. Trust God that we could steward it. And times get tough. And the mid-2000s, and as the church went through a lot of change and transition, it was refinanced. The note had been refinanced 17 different times. So we owed the, the same amount, basically, since I was four years old. I'm 34, 35 now. So since I was four years old, we've owned the same same note as a church. And uh, we've just been praying and asking God, God, what is the way that we could not be such a slave to the lender? And we've been asking, you guys have been believing with us that we would be a debt-free church. Aren't you, aren't, aren't you been praying for that? I mean, is that something that you want? That's what I want. Because I want every time that you give for it not to go to the past, I want it to go to the future. And I was having a good Thanksgiving in the middle of Missouri where my wife's grandmother lives. I killed a huge deer this week. That's a whole nother sermon for a whole nother day. It is biblical though. I could take you to different verses about harvesting meat. To all the vegans out here, I'm so sorry. I can introduce you to some other churches. Or we can just pray for you at the end. And I'm sitting by the fire at this house in Missouri. And I get this email the day before Thanksgiving, Wednesday, this week. And it said, e-signature needed from the elder board, from our lawyer. And this can only mean one of two things. Pastor Mike's going to jail. <laughs> or something big is about to happen. So I emailed the elders, I called all the elders. I said, guys, we need you to sign this document. I know it's Thanksgiving week. I know some of you are on vacation, but I need your e-signature right now. And on Wednesday morning, a wire transfer was made that eliminated the debt off this house. Our church is now officially paid in full. Come on, somebody. After 30 years, we are free from the debt that we owe, paid in full. Some of you are new here. You're like, oh, that sounds great. Uh, if you look at the number there on the bottom, it was $1.732 million eliminated in Jesus' mighty name. Here's what, I, here's what I love. The mortgage is paid in full. So now when you bring your seed offering next week, everything is paying for the future. How awesome is that? It still kind of hasn't hit me yet. So we're going to let it sink in for a couple of days. And then we'll probably burn the mortgage at our watch night service on New Year's Eve. If y'all don't know what that is, to all the Becky and white people here, everyone named Becky, uh, we're having a watch night service, which is how we celebrate New Year's Eve. We're going to celebrate all that God has done in 2022, and we're going to bring in, they say, is it ring in or bring in the new year? I don't know which one it is. We're going to bring in the new year, and we're going to ring in the new year, and we're going to burn our mortgage on uh, December 31st, and we're going to party like it's 1999. And uh, so be ready, uh, make your plans now. We've never done a watch night service before. And so we've never done this. This will be our first time, but all three locations are coming together for one night. And the service starts after most of our bedtime, okay? 
The service starts at 9 p.m., but uh, I'm going to preach, and the worship team's going to bring it, and we're going to have a good time. So come ready to burn the mortgage on December 31st. It's going to be awesome. Come ready next week. Every dollar from this day forward. This is so important that you realize this. Every dollar from this day forward does not pay for the past. Please hear me. Our church is completely debt-free. We do not owe anyone anything anymore, and we have held a note for 30 years. Woo! And what he did for this house, may he do it for your house too. What he did for the house of God, may he do it for your house as well. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. Bless God Almighty, I wish I had an organ. We'd be having church right now. December 31st, I'm going to rent one. Now that we have the money to rent one. We're going to be shouting. Man. That's what I'm saying. Play no games at this church. It's a black church to the white folks. It's a white church to the black folks. And it's a Hispanic church because I'm a Hispanic. I love y'all so much. Y'all make it so easy to preach. All right, last thing. Every day. Every day. We have access to God every day. You get access to God at all times. How He is om omniscient, omnipresent. He is all the time, always God. Which is so great because you don't have to come in here expecting to hear from him. You can hear from him at all times. What, what, when the veil was torn, when Christ died on the cross, it gave us unlimited access to the power of God. That's why you don't eat once a week. You eat every day. That's why you don't just come to church once a week and the only time you interact with God is once a week. You can interact with him every single day. Every single day. Sunday should be an overflow of the other six. Every day. Every day. It said they gave themselves every day. They devoted themselves to the teaching. Psalm 145 verse 2 says, Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever. Every day. Lamentations 3 in the King James Version, the real version. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. If you are not living your life every day for Christ, I want you to. Going to the gym once a week ain't going to work. Eating food once a week ain't going to work. And interacting with God once a week is not going to work. This is an everyday commitment. This is an everyday decision. And mercies are new every single day. Healing is available to you today. Mercies are available to you today. Today is a new day. For, for many of my brothers from Adult and Teen Challenge, it's a new day today. It's a new day. You're no longer bound by your past. It's a new day. For all of us in here who have struggled with anything, it's an everyday new mercy, God. You say, preacher, you don't know what I did yesterday. Yesterday is gone. You get access to the mercies that started this morning. He's an everyday God. He's an everyday God. He's not a Sunday God. He's an everyday God. Oh, it's so important that you realize this, that you can wake up tomorrow and the same God that was here will be there. He's an everyday God.
He's an everyday God. As a matter of fact, on the, on the week that we paid our debt, we must also remind ourselves that we were in much more debt than financial debt. We were in sin debt. Would you grab the elements all around you and let's all just open the Yoplait yogurt together. It is so loud. I'm sure Jesus is disappointed. So let's just make it awkward for a couple minutes and we'll get serious in just a moment. We'll get reverent with the communion once we can be irreverent with the noise of the styrofoam, the, the saran wrap. If you just got your nails done, you might have a problem. Let's go ahead and open it. We do practice open communion here at Focus Church, which means you don't have to be a member, but you do have to be a believer. If it would be possible, I don't know if this is possible or not, but I would love to see the faces of the church for just a couple more minutes. I know that you probably set a, an altar call lighting setting or something, but if we can put the, the sermon lighting back on, I just want to be able to see the church's faces. It, it helps me. Do you have your elements ready? Jesus is good. Greater than the 1.732 million that we paid, a greater debt was the debt that we owe. Greater than any financial debt was the debt that your sin and my sin caused against the heart of God. And there was no way that we could pay it. It was only atoned or paid for by the blood of a sacrifice. Now, before Jesus, it was an animal, but you didn't have to bring an animal to church today because now instead of having to rehearse tradition or rehearse religion, you just now get to remember the last sacrifice. So as we partake of communion, this is not our sacrifice. It's us remembering his. We, we should have died. We should have died. We should be dead in our sins but while we were still sinners Christ died for us he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God it says in 1 Corinthians seven twenty three that you were bought with a price the foreshadowing Evangelist John the Baptist looks to the hills. Jesus is coming and he says, Oh, behold, the Lamb of God. Meaning, you won't have to bring a lamb to the temple anymore. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Our debt was so much that only blood could pay for it. And it was only the perfect sacrifice on the cross. Our Messiah, our Lord, our Jesus Christ. We cannot make this tradition. We have to make this ingrained in our spirit. That we are not debt free because we paid the price. We are set free because he paid the price. So would you take the bread as he did on the night that he was betrayed? He broke it. He gave thanks and he said, this is my body that is being broken for you. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to pay a price we could not pay, a debt we, we, a debt we owed that you settled on the cross through the ultimate sacrifice, the blood of the Lamb. We've already shared the word of testimony today. Now we just need the blood of the Lamb. And this blood is how we overcome. So we thank you for your body that was broken on our behalf. 
we remember the sacrifice this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake of the bread together. Praise be to God. After the supper, he took the wine, the blood, and he said, this is establishing a new covenant. The old is gone and the new has come to your house today. And as you are washed by the blood of the lamb, understand that there's healing for your diseases. You have access to what the scriptures say, by his stripes, we are healed. And so if you are sick in your body today, I'm looking at my friend, Eric Barto. I'm believing God in Jesus name for your recovery in Jesus name. I believe that as we partake today, that, that cancer is going to diminish. Headaches are going to disappear. Ad addictions are going to be broken. Marriages are going to be restored. That healing in our physical body is going to be, tumors are going to be now benign in Jesus, not in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Hereditary diseases are going to go in Jesus name. Chains are going to fall right now in Jesus name. The blood of the lamb. Behold. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We will not live in sickness. We will not live in death. Instead, we will live in victory and in healing because of the blood of Jesus. Under the new covenant, we are not old. We are new. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. We overcome today by the word of the testimonies that were shared and by the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's partake together. I'll end with this verse. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens of God, with God's people. And you're also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building. Come on, somebody. We're going to build a building. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises and becomes the holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too, turn to your neighbor and say, you too. You too are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. The spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you today. May he bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace this week. May you be blessed and highly favored as you come. And may, be, may you be blessed and highly favored as you go. Blessed in the city and blessed in the field today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Come on, let's clap our hands for God's word. Thanks again for joining us. And thank you to those who give generously to make this ministry possible. You can click the link in our description to give now or visit www.givetofocus.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, and while you're at it, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at My Focus Church. We'd love to hear how God is speaking to you.